Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Back to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. I am your host, Evarwin, and today is Turdos, the 25th of Sun's Height. I will be your host this evening. Joe could not make it here today. Everything is all right. However, we do wish him a happy and safe return next week. You will be missed today. I am joined by the one and only. Lewis, the lore master, Olan. Hello, <laughs> we've are Still stretching out your name because it's kind of funny, but really not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hello, sir. Hey, hello in the chat room. What's going on? Hello, Lou. Hello. Chat room. Got a got a nice nice chat room going on today. And there's and there's Dave Deanforce Adams. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dave. Dave, uh, we got a treat for the chat room tonight. Dave is streaming Skyrim as we record the show. It's my second Skyrim stream of the day. It's it's actually, I've been craving to play more of it, too, so I'm in for it. Crazy, son. It's crazy. Just streaming all over the place. Hope you have good aim. Um, <laughs> then we have Shank Tank. Yo, dudes, internet peeps. Um, this is actually kind of cool. I'm, I'm liking this uh, new model that we're testing out. Yes. It's... And um, Liz, I'm, I'm hungry. So. Oh, look at that crit shot on the yeah. scalp. He's like, I just crit you in the face, kid. Mm. I mean, I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess the show's going in that way this week. <laughs> Um, as always, we just want to uh, get into our sponsors real quick. And this week's sponsors is Guild Launch. Guildlaunch.com. Set up your free guild site at Guildlaunch.com today and get great features such as DKP tools, mobile optimized sites, so you can check out your site, like on your cell phone and iPad and garbage. Um, multi-gaming support as well. Don't forget about that. In this, in this crazy world of insane MMOs everywhere. People are playing lots of them. You want that multi-gaming support. Uh, however, if that's not enough, you can always subscribe. There's three different subscription plans over at guildlaunch.com, starting at just 7 bucks a month. And you can choose from one of those three subscription plans, and you'll get awesome, awesome features, such as Google Analytics, 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage, advertising, attendance reports, and 
full CSS customiz- customization. I can talk today. It's a budgeted order. Um, in case you want to go in deep and uh, get those uh, unlock even more features by by pulling apart your site and putting in some awesome stuff. Um, Guildlaunch.com, slay more dragons, and also by TweakedAudio.com for quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service. And a lifetime warranty. Drop our code in off the record. You'll get yourself an additional 30% off your entire order at tweakedaudio.com. But first, before we get into the show, we've got something quick to mention. Go ahead, Lou. What would that be? All right. What have you got? Well, we have a brand new Elder Scrolls Online wallpaper. And it's now available on elderscrollsonline.com, their main website. If you're a fan of the Abenar Pact, boo. Uh, Dark Elves should be pleasantly surprised to have the Tribunal Temple in Mournhold, which is a Morrowind, home to the living gods, Vivek, Almalexia, and Sotasil. You know what? They'll be adoring a computer desktop. Big fan yeah. of Abenar Pact, go for it. I've seen it. It is really, really amazing. Yeah, it's a really nice-looking... Uh... It's really nice looking wallpaper. I mean, if I, I, I like my Queen Aldmeri, uh, my <laughs> Queen Aldmeri Dominion. <laughs> I like my Queen A Ren of the Aldmeri Dominion wallpaper, um, but I have to say the, uh, the, uh, the, the temple there, the tribunal temple with its spires and it's, it's really impressive. They did a beautiful job on that that concept art. Yeah, it looked yeah, almost as if they like... put more effort into the one that wins. Yeah. <laughs> just from a lore standpoint, I think that's just sweet. I mean, Vivek, Almalexia, and so the so dude, just just go get it. It's awesome. Definitely cool looking. Um, welcome, welcome to the week of of barely any news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was this week. <laughs> this is it's that week. desert, folks. I, I think it's because Zoss unleashed like a juggernaut last week, and now they're kind of like letting us absorb it, and then trying to like build it up for more. I mean, I feel like there's going to be like from here on out until launch, or at least until you know like open beta and stuff starts, we're going to start seeing like peaks and valleys of uh, releases of information. Which I, th- I don't know. I think it's it's to be expected. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's there's really. Um, and, and thank God the show is an Elder Scrolls show and not just an ESO show. <laughs> Otherwise, this would just be out of place talking about things like Skyrim and all that. <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, Dave, what are you what are you doing in Skyrim right now? I see you're sneaking around in Oblivion here. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I did my David does Dawnguard, and I'm currently wow. in. You better the... watch titles like that, man. You... Hey, uh, <laughs> it's risque and it catches attention enough for me to enjoy it. Um, my I I I'm actually in the Soul Cairn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I ended up earlier. I just got Avrak, the horse, down here, and in fact, I'm I'm just tearing this place up because currently I'm equipped with the. Uh, let me find the name of this exactly. Yeah, what is that? The stall? It's some kind of stall room gear you got it on is, there. It's the Death Brand armor set. Oh my. Yeah. So some of the best gear you can wear. And yeah. I'm using a legendary Daedric bow 
with both the Chaos and the Soul Trap enchants on it. That's nuts. Yeah, just made this one this morning on the stream. Look at you with the legendary Daedric bow. <laughs> Look at you. Dave, oh, you're, yeah, the, you're a beast. You're a beast. Um, however, Shank, we, we did we did get some some trappings, some droppings, if you will, of uh, of <laughs> oh, some yes, we did. We did, right? What's oh, yes. uh, what's this first one that we got up here? This these uh these two headlines, by the way, that we're about to feature did come from um Bethblog, Bethblog.com. Big uh, big shout out to uh, to old G staff out there. G staff, Hold yeah. down the Beth blog. <laughs> Hold it down. Yeah. Um. So this this first one we got here. This this definitely was out of the blue because I was not expecting this. Um, or at least for a little bit. But so it's it's PC Gamer announces the top 100 best PC games of all time. Okay, of all time. Now usually what they do is every year or so they have one of our best PC games of that year. Uh, so this, this is, this is the piece that caught me off guard was that it's for all time. Okay. So this is a lot like years, years, decades of games. Okay. Now this month's issue of PC gamer of years. Yes. <laughs> millions. It's literally dinosaurs on this list. <laughs> This uh, month's issue of PC Gamer, it goes through their top 100 PC games of all time. So why do you care as an Elder Scrolls fan? I don't care. Well, right now. I'm an Elder Scrolls fan, Shank. I don't care right now. Well, you should care. Why should because, I care, Shank? Because the Elder Scrolls 3, 4, and 5, that would be Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, mm. all made the list. <gasps> <laughs> and... <laughs> Ivarwin, <laughs> one one might ask, and if so, if one was in your position, what what would be the rankings? Oh well, uh, Marwin debuted at number ninety three. Oblivion debuted at seventy three. I believe we're missing one. Did, what, we forget, what's, did we forget one? I think we forgot one. We for, Lou, did we forget one? Yes, we did. But you what know we what? Forget? We forgot about Skyrim. You know why? Because it's number one. Wow. That's right. Wow. Numero uno. Wow. <laughs> it's up there, folks. Now, remember, this isn't the best PC games of, like, the last couple of years. This is all time, dudes. And um, I have my own thoughts on this, but I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. Not so much. I mean, Skyrim, I guess, yeah, number one. That's pretty cool. But I wonder what you guys have to say about the other two games there. Um, well, let's Surprised see. Let's, Oblivion let's... made it on the list. Wow. Okay, Dave's opinion doesn't count. Dave's, Dave's... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hate. Straight up hater. He's just like prancing around like, haters got to hate and I'm going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Rowland. Unabashed. Um, Marwin, number 93. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it made the list, but at the same time, knowing that it's on the list, I think it should be a little higher on the list than 93. As in, like, it, it should be, like, 80 or something. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I, have, I haven't played Morrowind, okay? Everybody knows that. It, but I am aware of the ridiculous modding community behind it. And it is still modded till today. And this game came out in 2002. It's, so I people, would have rated people, it higher than 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a I, lot, I, I, I agree. play a lot of PC games. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I would have ranked this higher than 93. I, I haven't played it, but I just, I mean, the modding community for this game is is incredibly devoted. So, but I gotta say, I'm I'm a little bit taken aback, frustrated, and slightly disagree with their Oblivion ranking. Well, I'm I honestly, yeah, go ahead, Shank. I mean, I know I know Oblivion is near and dear to your heart, um, and certainly it, it's it's definitely. I would have to say at some point it may actually eke itself out as my favorite of of these three Elder Scrolls games, to be honest. Um, I do there are parts of it I do like a lot better than Skyrim. But Blasphemy. there are many, many people out there that that believe that Oblivion is actually the weakest of all of the Elder Scrolls games. Oh yeah. I, I, I know um actually one of my good buddies. He's he's played um, all three of these, and he started actually first with Morrowind, mm-hmm. and he 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 feels the same way. He thinks that uh, Oblivion is uh, probably the weakest of the the I guess the three modern games. Did he did he uh, tell you why? Yes, um, he his reasoning was that Oblivion um, to him. Okay, so when he played Morrowind, Morrowind was his first Elder Scrolls game. So that I think. We all know that if you play your first Elder Scrolls game like that, that that's that has a very very deep impact on you, I think at least. Um, and speaking with some of my friends, I, I they share the same sentiment. But Morrowind's setting, more importantly, felt a little bit more fantastical. You know, with with you have your glow, your giant mushrooms, you have like the the weird architecture, people living in like it's it's not a very it's not so much of a grounded game, I'll say that, because it, it has its fantastic elements in there. Now, you go from the, the fantastic elements in Morrowind into Cyrodiil, which is a lot more uh, traditional medieval setting, where you have, you know, your hills, your rolling plains, your forests, uh, and it looks familiar. It lo- it's, you know it's fantasy, but it, it's a familiar, more grounded fantasy in the fact that it's more medieval looking. Right. And his sentiment was that he kind of missed that higher sort of fantasy feel that he got from Morrowind. And I guess he preferred that more than the uh, traditional medieval fantasy setting of uh, Oblivion. Um, what do you, what do you so, think about that, Lou? What do you think? You think, you think that high fantasy, going from, going from a, a high fantasy environment to something that's a bit more terrestrial... Do you, do you think there's something that gets lost in the translation there? Do you, do you think that, that Oblivion might be a weaker game as a result of, of going from something that's a very high fantasy to to a bit more mon- mundane? No, not at all. Um, me, personally, I don't find any of those Scrolls games weak at all. I mean, I enjoy all of them. Um, I'm more of a middle road. They all have their strengths. They all have their weaknesses. And as Shane pointed out before, the modern community does a wonderful job of keeping these games alive and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in a way, I I do kind of understand where your friends come from, Shane, in terms of he he liked the that that otherworldly feeling. Yes, yes, that was okay. the exact word that I. It's wanted a to bit use. alien. Right. I mean, and, and that's something I I can understand too, in terms of uh, you know they want you you're you're dealing what are you dealing with tomorrow? You're in you know Elfland. Okay, mm. faithful, fearful, you know, whatever terms you use, you know, that, that kind of other human type race, you know, of course it's going to be different. And I guess for a lot of players, they want to see something, they like that, that, that change, that change of pace. 
Okay, because like you know, Ravana, like you said before, like we're all used to the terrestrial, like we're all used to the like a stereotypical. Yeah, this is a castle. This is a moat. That's a dungeon. Right. Okay, that's yeah. a you know that that's a you know medieval looking city as opposed to okay, you know let's go use Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's you know uh, that's where Lady Galadriel and Lord Celeborn live. Yeah, they live in a tree that's humongous. You know, that's the size of a modern skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess in some, yeah, I can, I can definitely see in some opinions going from going from Morrowind into Oblivion that that you would definitely see like okay, so the setting is, you know, far more like I said earlier terrestrial or at least familiar, and you, you sort of feel like something left the game. I definitely agree with you, Lou. About about I don't really see those you know the three most modern um, Elder Scrolls games being weak at all you know there's there's things about Morrowind I really enjoy and miss in Oblivion and there's stuff in Oblivion that I really enjoy that that I miss in Skyrim and when I play Skyrim I feel like there's there's stuff that the other two games should have in there but at the same time I, I still feel this is you know a five out of five star game and and it's just amazing in and of its own right yeah, and uh, d don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these games are. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay any one game over the other. We know you're not. No. Yeah. Um, but I just. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I, there's. There's. It's. It, there's an intangible quality to Oblivion that I've tried so hard to you know speak about, but it's very difficult because it's. It's. It's not a real quantifiable thing. It's. It's a very. It's an intangible. I hate to use a cliche, but it's almost like this X factor that that game has with the allure for me that I just, I don't know, I can just, that game is, that that to me is a perfect game, even though yeah. on, objectively it's not a perfect game, but to me it is a perfect game. So, so um, Dave, I mean, you got anything on this before we move on to our, our next point? Well, I don't want to disparage a bad game more than I should, <laughs> but... <laughs> Here's gasoline, Dave. Here's gas. <laughs> hate, hate it, gonna hate. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, it is. It's definitely Oblivion's one of those games where it's to someone's taste or not to their taste. Right. It's either gonna be your number one or your third out of the three. Mm -hmm. I've never that's, heard that's someone. That's very true. I've never heard anyone say, "Man, I could go for either Oblivion or Skyrim." You'll never hear that. They, some, it's one of those games that you have to have an opinion on after playing. Honestly, to me, I found it kind of boring. But I think, I, yeah, Dave, I think, I think you're right on that. I think you either love Oblivion and not so much Skyrim, or you you love Skyrim and maybe not so much Oblivion. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure we're going to get a ton of emails out there now saying, like, you know, I love both games and here's why, and but for different reasons, but... I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you're you're hitting something there with with you're never going to say I feel like playing you know both games or or you know whatever you said earlier I don't know I've been watching you play you <laughs> well I I like if I'm going to play a fantasy game where there's elves and cat people I I like there to be a little bit. Of the oddities in it, I Sounds loved. Like I love Dragonborn, going going and actually seeing high definition. Um, Morrowind was awesome. 
that was so cool. Honestly, if Morrowind was, if I could get Morrowind with the, that Skyrim mod to work right, I probably would say Morrowind would be my number one. Just because I like the setting and the storyline so much. Mm-hmm. But again, okay. it, it absolutely is one of those things where it's to, pers- to each person has a different view of the game. No one is going to play the game even the same. So what Shank has seen, I know I haven't. And I'm sure that I do stuff differently than Shank. Oh, dude. I mean, you're in third person. That in itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think, Dave, you make a good point. It's, it's, it's like either Oblivion or the other two modern games. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very good point that I didn't really notice before. All right. Uh, Shank, let's, uh, let's go into this, this second, uh, the second point here. Sure. Um, so, everybody knows, uh, if you haven't already, there is a pretty esoteric slash epic slash ambiguous slash awesome <laughs> ad for uh, PlayStation uh, called The Greatness Awaits Ad. Uh, I, I recommend you guys go watch it on YouTube. But if you guys saw the uh, the actual ad, you saw there was a lot of Easter eggs and references to a lot of their games. And now there were some uh, props used there. And you know what? The people that um, made these props are kind of uh, giving them to the community. So how much money is it? Well, surprisingly, it's not worth really any money. You don't have to pay, you don't have to pay any real money for it because how are they going to, you know, determine who gets these props? Gold trophies. These are trophies that you win from doing uh, they think of them sort of like achievements on Xbox. And uh, using your gold trophies that you get inside the games, you can bid for greatness and score awesome Skyrim props on the dates they become listed. So, what are the dates you ask? On July 26th uh, at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Pacific Standard Time, Dragonborn's Shield will be up for bidding. Then on the 30th at 1 p.m. Pacific, the Dragonborn's Sword is going to be up for bidding. And then on the 31st at 1 p.m. Pacific, Dragonborn's Stallrim Mace. Mm. So again, we have three items. We have the Shield on July 26th, Dragonborn's Sword on July 30th, and the Stallrim Mace on July 31st, all at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Now, how can you get involved with this? Well, you can head over to www.bidforgreatness.com. And uh, the, <laughs> I, I, love, I love this line that they have. Many will enter. The greatest will win. And uh, this was, uh, yeah, like like our previous uh, post, this was up on Beth blog. So how uh, did you is, say uh, that you gained the trophies again? So uh, like uh, like on Xbox, uh, you there's like you can get achievements for perf- uh, you know for performing certain actions or challenges in whatever games you play. The trophy system in uh, on PlayStation is similar to that, um, but in PlayStation they have levels of trophies. So they have bronze, silver, oh, okay. gold, and so- platinum. It's just for the PlayStation trophies. Yes, yes, because this is this is this is PlayStation that is auctioning off these Skyrim props because of their oh, uh, ad. It. Yeah. 
So, guys, start stocking up on your gold trophies if you have a PS3, because that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> very, very cool. All right, um, so that's it, man. That's that's the news. But you know what? I kind of like it that the, the news this week, because we, we've been getting a lot of Elder Scrolls Online heavy news. These pieces of news have nothing to do with them, and they're, they're, all, they're about like the older games, which is kind of nice. It's like nice little it, – it, I think it humbly reminds us that, guys, people still play these games and care about them, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. All right. Um, emails. We've got we've got a nice crafting table today. Definitely some in game. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna jump into a couple of these emails first, and uh, we can't forget, of course, lose lore segment. Oh. <laughs> how uh, how are we doing over there, Lou? I know we had uh, maybe like a behind the scenes issue. I'm wondering if that got corrected. Oh, uh, uh, that should be coming along quite nicely. All right. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll get the first. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, no, it's okay, Dave. Just go ahead and cough all over the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no issue there at all. Um, this this first email comes from Michael D. And he says, "Hey guys, I have a few long questions to ask, and instead of sending three different emails, I'll just bunch them all up into one." Uh, first question: I am a bona fide MMO noob. Do you guys have any tips? for things that I can do to better acclimate myself to the MMO genre? Any quality MMOs that you would recommend that would give me a good perspective on things like raids and PvP? So um, why don't we tackle that one that one first? You know, we'll... I, can, I can answer this one. Um, MMOs are weird because they use a different language than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, they do. The first thing I would recommend somebody who wants to genuinely t get into an MMO, especially if you want to raid with other people and PvP with other people and get into the big groups, the first thing you should learn is how to communicate using the anagrams or whatever that that game uses. Okay. So, you, honestly, the best way to do that is just to watch chat and ask friends, hey, what does WTB mean? What does LFM mean? Yeah. I mean, there's all these different anagrams that are just thrown out to quickly put out a post to try to bring more people into a group. And you need to know when to jump in. And that's the easiest way to do it is to be able to learn how to communicate. I know it's horrible to say to people, but it's true. It's its own language. No, I, I think I think that's definitely good advice because I remember when I first jumped into um, my first MMO, which was which was um, Final Fantasy XI Online. There was a lot of there was a lot of that for me that I, I needed to mm -hmm. I needed to learn. And and truth be told, and and maybe this will help you know Michael. Um, I got into Final Fantasy XI Online. Because I was I was eagerly awaiting the release of World of Warcraft, and I wanted to play an MMO to get my feet wet on the general experience of it before I bought World of Warcraft. And I went into and I'll tell you, um, I spent money each month subscribing to that game for eleven months, and um, 
I'll, I'll never say no to it. I had a great time. I really enjoyed myself. And I got an appreciation for what older MMO systems were like. And then when World of Warcraft came out, which was, which was a groundbreaking MMO at the time, um, it, it had you know brand new updated MMO systems no one's ever seen before. Um, I really had an appreciation for what I was playing. I would recommend that, okay? Because when you ask the question, any quality MMOs that, that you know I could recommend um, to give you a good perspective, or what's a good way to acclimate your system, or acclimate your well to an MMO genre? Find a free-to-play MMO. Play that. Get into it. See what it's all about, and then, you know, when when ESO comes out or whatever MMO that you're you're looking forward to starts coming out, you'll have a better idea. I I would say for me, a great free to play MMO to jump into would be Rift. Uh, what what do you think, Lou? Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, as you and uh, Belcraft and Chat mentioned, yes, Michael definitely look at the free to play MMOs that are out there. That is a great way to get yourself uh, get your feet wet and start getting used to the to the environment that is the MMO world. Yeah. Um, I would also add a lot of these MMOs. All right, they also have websites. They have forums. Uh, I would say go visit them, especially ones that are labeled general discussion. And if they have available as well uh, a preliminary build or preliminary classes set up. Go to those forums as well. Start taking a look at these classes that these games are offering, or the you know classes, roles, what have you. All right, get a feel for them. All right, see what the description is like. See what they can do, and see which one best suits what you are looking for in the game. Mm, yeah, um, I would. I would also recommend um, on top of Rift as a free to play game. I would also recommend uh, Lord of the Rings Online as well. These aren't and, and bear, bear in mind these aren't perfect games by any stretch of the imagination. But these are probably um, the lowest costing, least invasive for their business model, and also one of the best out there as far as MMOs go. So I would definitely recommend Rift and Lord of the Rings Online if you want to get your feet wet with uh, with an MMO. And being the MMO expert on this panel, um, I would highly recommend Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Mm. No, that um, takes that... way too much effort. Um, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, I would say, is is for a MMO veteran with many years under their belt. That's yeah, you know, that's you make a good point. Um, and last, I just want to say, Evarwin, regarding Lotro, yeah, I really, I mean, somebody should seriously like write a series of books on that game. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I hope Bradford's listening. By the way, that's, that's the second time since you started speaking in the last minute that I've wanted you to to put your face in a in a, a toilet bowl and breathe deep. <laughs> Oh, just um, you wait. Bradford will have his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Second question. Uh, Lou, your Elder Scroll from a couple of weeks back inspired me to research some more into some of the unplayable and foreign races in Nern. One such race that intrigued me was the Slowed. Could you do an Elder Scroll about the Slowed? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, Michael, <laughs> yes, that actually is uh, one of the races that I'm looking into. Um, okay. There are a bunch out there, and what I do is I normally see what's immediately available, mm -hmm. and you know if you're familiar with the Elder Scroll, I usually quote at least three different sites 
for information. So what I try to do is get all the information and just compile it so it makes sense. <laughs> and don't you worry, the slow's on there. It's on the radar. Nice. So the slow coming soon. TM. To T-M. an ear hole near you. <laughs> and finally, his last question. Do you guys think that the lore masters at ZeniMax and Bethesda will get their future lore ideas from player actions in ESO. I believe that the concept of player-made lore could work in ESO because there is no prior lore about the faction battles during this time period. I believe that this could create great immersion and fun in ESO, and it could also create a nostalgia factor in future test games. Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work. Michael D. Hmm. Do I think that's what they're doing? No. Um, but only because I, I I know there's a lot on their plate right now, and they're probably not thinking about this sort of thing. Do I think that they'll look into it? I think eventually, yeah. Honestly, I think once ESO gets a number of years under their belt and they start establishing like some um, community tropes if you will you know like there's certain things that you remember world of warcraft for and there there are certain things that you remember um rift for i you know every mmo is going to have that there's going to be something inside these games that you just remember that it just becomes a player thing you know no one programmed uh arrow, arrow to the knee um as a as a big joke in skyrim but it became that and that's you know that's certainly a, a joke among skyrim community Without a doubt, I think ESO is going to have certain certain stuff that that you know when they build Elder Scrolls Six or or Elder Scrolls Seven, they're going to look back and say, you know, gee, that was really fun in ESO. Maybe we can you know sort of Easter egg this little thing here and, and make people laugh, or you know this this became a big thing in in that expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. Maybe we can put in a book here that explains you know because you know all the players you know dethroned so and so this other thing happened and so I think eventually you'll start seeing that. What do you guys think? We'll start with yeah. Shank. Um, I think I, I, I'm, I kind of have mixed feelings about this actually. Um, let me tell you why I don't think this is a good idea first. Um, I think because there are going to be so many players in this game doing so many different things just within a, a, one faction. So we're, just, we're not even, I'm not even talking about the other two factions or the PvP area in Cyrodiil. I think trying to find any, um, any cohesive like epicness in that is going to be difficult. Not impossible, but I think it'll just be a little bit more difficult. So I think trying to lock on to some epic piece of lore like that or uh, reference to the to any future games might be a little bit difficult. Now, why do I think this is a good idea? I think if we look at the general setting of the game, so the, this this three faction war, if what they take from the uh, you know this game going forward, I think it would be a much more kind of high level saying, okay, so then the Ald Mary Dominion led by Queen Irene, you know, trounced. The Ebonheart Pact, mm-hmm. um, and took control of the <laughs> took control of the Empire for three years, until you know the Ebonheart Pact with their dirty Argonians fought back valiantly. You know something like something very high level like that. I think would be would make it into the lore, but something very specific I think would be uh, difficult. Uh, you know, just to real quick back up 
um, Shanks hate for Argonians. Yeah. I'm in the world where you see people's souls. There's not one Argonian soul in here. Because they don't have souls, dude. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Nail on the head. Can I, Shank, can I say that every week now for like the last two months, we get some, we at least get <laughs> one email that is something like, you know, filthy Argonians. I love Shank or, or Shank's right. Those Argonians are <laughs> like, you always get like a little Argonian hate. <laughs> it never really goes away. It just simmers a and it goes back to the top again. Yeah, a, a little bit of that trick. Like you'll see in 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 our our second email here when we get. Yeah, it. I just saw that. you see that right? Like a little yeah. like a little PS, you know. <laughs> I don't like lizards. <laughs> so, Varwin, I got to interrupt you real quick. Uh huh. Um, in the game, in the Soul Cairn, there's three major enemies that you see. One's a archer without legs called a mist man one's mm-hmm. a wrath man one's a bone man mm-hmm. you can actually get the ability to conjure each of these enemies really yes and i just picked up the third of them if you look oh. at the screen i actually have all three of them there's i've wrath been man, I, I can't get my eyes off of it actually mist man i've been watching you play and Bone Man. So I, I finally got all three of them. I, I, man, I this is cool. I love the fact that I have everything here. I have a Seeker from Dragonborn, the Ash Spawns. I love Dave's that they bank. let you have that. Yeah, that's, and that's see, awesome. dude, this is ridiculous because I've put more than 600 hours in this game, and that's I, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I, cool, man. Time given. <laughs> I was listening to that episode uh, a couple of, a couple of days ago, and I was just laughing over that. You're like, "Yeah, <laughs> I've spent time." <laughs> All right, guys. So, so with that with that under our belts, we're going to head uh, right on in to the crafting table. And man, do we have a, a oh my god, dude, <laughs> a beast, a beast Strange. of a crafting table. Uh, Shank, you, you seem to, uh, recognize this. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> All right, why don't you, why don't you, uh, why don't you drop the sweet pudding in our ears that is Falskar. Dude, okay, this, this feels pretty cool doing the crafting table for the first time, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I feel tingly in my, like, left elbow somewhere. That's all um, for yourself. Uh. <laughs> Or, or call an ambulance. <laughs> You're so, actually dying right now, just so you know. <laughs> this this mod, I will just say how epic this mod is first. This was um, given a spotlight in its own article on PC Gamer. Yeah. And the guy that made this mod, he's 19 years old, Alexander J. Veliki, made this mod for an entire year. Okay, pretty much by himself, except for a few, like, couple other um, contributors, but pretty much by himself. And he did this as a, basically a job application for Bethesda. And I can see after, you know, looking at some of the stuff from the mod and just looking at the detail. Which I love, by the way. I think that's just such an awesome creative idea. I mean, I've always said, if you, if you, want, if you want a job, you have to start doing the job before you can get hired. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things Todd Howard has said in interviews. You know, if you want a job, like, show us something that you've done, whether it's a mod or, you know, some other thing. And 
this guy spent a year of his life, 19, doing this. I mean, that's that's pretty – that's dedication, man. So Bethesda, if you're out there, anybody who's listening, please look at this mod and give this kid a job because this is ridiculous. So on to the actual – so what is the mod actually? So – this is this is a direct quote here. Falscar is new lands is a new lands mod that adds an entirely new world space to the world. It's accessed by dungeon the first time, then by boat from then on out. Falscar's goal was to act as a DLC, adding content to almost every area. There is a new land, places, people, quests, dungeons, and more for the player to experience. All right, ready, ready for this, guys. It adds roughly 20-plus hours of content and flavors of all types of characters. That's ridiculous. This is not a beta. This is not a test version. This is a 100% completed New Lands mod. It's nuts. Now, if your mind isn't blown already, just check this out. These are some of the features. Okay? This, this, this first one, I, like, I had to change my pants. Okay? An entirely new <laughs> land, independent of Tamriel. How big is it? Well, it's roughly the size of two to three of the Skyrim holds, which is huge. That is that is a massive, massive, massive that's, chunk of land. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 20 to 30 plus hours of gameplay. And in this gameplay, there's 26 quests, including a nine-quest-long main story and 17 side quests, along with some new unmarked content. Mm. New it's items. Discoverable content. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's pretty epic, man. Yeah. Now, he, here's, here's the part I like, too, right here. New items, including new books, recipes, weapons, and armor. A mix of brand new and retextured. Two new spells and a new shout. A bard with several unique songs, new songs, unique new songs. A soundtrack containing 14 brand new tracks composed by Adam Quever. Sorry, I butchered your name. Just, just for this one mod, just for Falscar, wow. adding more than 40 minutes of new music. Wow. For, wow. 40, 40 minutes. Yeah, that is pretty much, I mean, that is the sound of, that's like an album, basically. Yeah, that's, that's the Oblivion soundtrack. It is yeah. a fully voiced experience featuring almost 30 semi-professional and professional voice actors and actresses. Now, not all quests in this mod blatantly hold your hand, which is something that I am jumping up and down for. That's something that is just so lacking in RPGs these days. Yes. I mean, Lou, I, I mean, Lou and Dave, you have to agree with me on that. What's that? The hand-holding? The hand-holding. <laughs> Lou, I mean, I know you agree, but Dave, right? I mean, you got to agree with me on this. There's there's just a tremendous amount of hand-holding going on in RPGs. I say yes to agree, right? Yeah. Okay, just, I needed my hand held on that one, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, he goes on to say, if you seem to be stuck... In a quest, that is. Look around and think through the quest. All quests were rigorously tested for complete ability. So it's more likely than not that you just have to figure it out without a blatant quest marker telling you what to do. Now, <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I missed in, in MMORPGs for a long time. 
<laughs> and I I know, and this this is this is my one of my minor faults with Oblivion, and I guess Skyrim is is the the quest markers. But I've heard in Morrowind that does not exist at all. What's the that? quest marker thing, like you have to like read your journal and like figure out what you need to do in that game. Mor- Morrowind is a um. It's an unforgiving game. Yeah. You've got to you've got to know where you're going, why you're going there, who sent you, and what you're going to do when you get there. And you have a good shot at figuring out, you know, a good shot at completing the quest. Never mind the fact that you may need to be a higher level or have different gear or I mean it's just it's a puzzle. The game is a puzzle. And and the the uh, main point of the game is overcoming the challenges it presents to you, not just to work you through a story. Yeah, which I mean that that sounds pretty epic. And ju- just to close this out real quick, so he can if you guys are wondering uh, what what does this mod require, because some mods out there they're dependent on certain things and some other mods. Right. So as far as requirements goes, Falskar only requires the latest version of Skyrim. So as of July 12th, it's the 1.9 patch that was released. Um, I think that's actually kind of an older patch. So if you, if you, if you've turned on Skyrim and connected it to steam recently, you should be good. (laughs) Yeah. The the 1.9 patch, I think at this point is, is pretty old, man. It's like easily a couple months old. That was, yeah, that no, it's, it's older than that. It's, it's almost a year, I think at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's definitely um, a 2012 patch, I want to say. I think that was necessary. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now, this mod does not require any DLC. So if you don't have the DLC yet, you're you're not locked out, which is a good thing. Yeah. And I think this is also a pretty important one. It does not require any additional mods like SKSE. Now, Very SKSE, God. that stands... Yeah, yeah right? God. SKSE is a Skyrim script extender. Uh, this this mod usually, like, it literally connects to the guts of your game and messes with it on an careful. engine level. Careful with SKSE, uh, you know, mod, mod fans out there. Careful with that because it... I've never heard of of anything ever going. You download enough stuff with SKSE, eventually you're going to come to a problem. Just yeah, that's that's the thing. Like it's it's a very very finicky mod. Uh, so it's good that it does not require it. So yeah. once again, that's Falscar. Uh, the author is Alexander J. Veliki, 19 year old kid that spent an entire year doing this as a job application for Bethesda. I think he should get the job. Um, I think we're all in agreement here and. Guys, go get the. I, I'm definitely going to get this mod um, once I hop back into Skyrim after my Oblivion Blitz. But yeah. check it out, guys. It's on the Skyrim Nexus only. Dave, you better you better jam some health pots down. Yeah, I from... am. <laughs> You're seeing this. I'm getting my butt kicked by this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Armagerd, gonna die. Armagerd, he's gonna die. He's fighting this keeper in Oblivion. Why don't you go somewhere else, Dave? I'm getting tired of all the purple and crap. Because this is where I'm at. I'm I don't care where you're at. Let's entertain me. It's all about me. Yeah, I agree with the Varwin. <laughs> I honestly, th- I find this to be the, one of the most beautiful areas in the game. But I'm weird. You are. You are weird. So um, vote kick day for being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Check that uh, out. thank you very much, Shank, for for uh, leading us into Falscar. Um, but that's not that's not it. That is not all from the crafting table. No, sirree, Bob. Um, we've got mod challenge of the week, and here's how this works. Uh, me. Mr. Varwin here. Um, I pick. I pick a mod. It's for one host only this week. Okay. I announce who the challenge is for, 
the host then clicks on this this little link here we've got in our show notes, and then they will read off the mod that I've chosen specifically for them, which is really just random. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and they have exactly one week to to play through the mod and uh, report on it for the very next the very next week. So uh, Shank, you're up. Yo, okay. So clickety click clicks on. All right. So this okay. That's that's wow. Yeah, that's kind of epic. I like that first picture. This mod is called the 51st Priest. Um, this is on the workshop, and the author is uh, Gillian2020. Mm. So what is this mod? It's a small dungeon by the name of Valrune, located between, between Windhelm and Winterhold, with map marker. So you can get there. Uh, a challenging fight will give great rewards with 50 unique un- unenchanted dragon priest masks, and a 51st mask with special enchantments. Other highly desirable and collectible items heavily guarded in this mod, in this modest but unusual dungeon. No DLC required. And uh, he says, don't forget to thumbs up uh, for the modder. Favorites are just for you. May the road lead you to warm sands. This guy's totally Khajiit baller. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, again, that's the 51st priest on uh, the workshop. Okay, so I'm going to have to... Sub to this. Sub up to that one. And then next week, uh, Shank, let us know. Let us know how you did. Yeah, man, for sure. Tell us all about the 51st mod. Um, that That's going to go ahead and bring us down to... to uh, what do you guys want to do? You want you want to do an email or you guys want to talk about a little bit about your gameplay? What do you think? All right, let's, I see. let's get this email out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I really want to read the PS here. Uh, Shank, this has you written all over it. <laughs> okay. I don't even know who wrote this. I don't see a name here. Um, oh, did I forget? I forgot to put the dude's name. His, his name is going to be um, Charles. Charles. Okay. So, hey, guys. Two questions that I've been itching to ask. Firstly, given all the info given so far, okay, what race and character will you be? I myself will be, for the Aldmeri Dominion that I'll be playing first, a high elf, heavy armor wearing, two handed, great sword wielding BA with healing abilities up my sleeve as backup. <laughs> Second question Are you going to get a. Okay, this is actually a really interesting question. Are you going to get a character to level 50, then go off into different fractions and do whatever you want? Or, more like what some of my friends are going to, going to be doing. Getting three characters from different factions to level 50, then choosing one to go off and do what I want. I'm not decided yet, but what about you? Keep up all the news and great work. It brings real joy to your listeners. Luck to you all, and know that you're awesome. P.S. Screw Argonians. Yeah! Charles, you get my much-coveted huge G award this week. Actually, this came from uh, Cal S., Cal S, you get my much-coveted huge G award this week. <laughs> His name changed like four times throughout that entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? I'm actually curious to hear what uh, Dave's got to say. Oh, man, I honestly... <laughs> that's going to be a difficult decision. 
whether or not I'm, I make a, an alt before I completely do everything on my main, I don't know, dude. I'm probably going to make 12 characters right off the bat. Yeah! <laughs> what about for your, uh, what about like your, what character, um, what race, I guess, will you be then? Uh, like, for your main? I haven't decided what I'm making in the crap Mary Dominion, but I know I'm making a Dunmer in Ebonheart whenever I get bored with my Aldmeri person. Yeah. I'm gonna make um I'm gonna make all the races. Make all the races. Collect them all. Collect them all. That's what I'm gonna do. I, me personally, I, like I know I know we do a lot of smack talk on the show about the other about the other factions other than the Aldmeri Dominion. Um, but honestly, I I will have at least one character from each one of those of those factions. So, yeah, you know, at, at least one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all the races are just... I'm definitely going to have an Argonian. I can tell you that. I'm going to name him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lou? What are you, what are you thinking? Well, we all know what I do. I mean, I suffer wholeheartedly and, and unabashedly from Altaius. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely, yeah, the High Elf, the Mary Dominion, is going to be my first and most likely my primary character. But, you know, I'm going to have characters in all the in all the factions. You know, because I also like, you know, from Skyrim, I like playing the Nords. You know, from Morrowind, I enjoy playing races in Oblivion. Um, you know, I look forward to playing a, a Breton. You know, I want to play a Bosmer. You know, I also want to play, you know, I want the High Elf. So many options, you know. Yeah. Well, let me just I will say, though, you know, I, I'll probably just create alts just to hold a name down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do right off the bat, just to hold the names down first. You do that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if, another tip for you, Michael D. If you're going to have alts, make them first. That way you lock the name down. <laughs> All right. And um, this this uh, final email for, for the week. Uh, okay. So they say, what's up, dudes? I'm super pumped for Elder Scrolls Online, like I know everyone that listened to your podcast is. Was wondering if you could remind me how to join your guild. You did say it quite a few episodes back, but it would be awesome if you could remind me. Thanks. You're all straight up bros. This guy's awesome. Yeah. Um, so so here's here's basically what, what you want to do. Um, you're going to want to head over to Tamriel Foundry. And um, go... Let me see if I can actually bring up the Tamriel Foundry website, because I'm, I'm not exactly sure where they have their, their guild database... Sort of, uh, sort of forgot. But it's basically you, you're gonna you're gonna go through Tamriel Foundry and search for ESOTR, and then you can go ahead and, and join it through there. We actually have a, a yeah, here we go. There's a lot of members there. Actually, last time I checked. Yeah, last time I saw it, we had like 200. Yeah. I have no idea how we're gonna port those names from the Tamriel Foundry site into into the game. Like, I have no idea how we're gonna do this, but there's a lot. I think we're gonna have to type each one in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. When people did, did you guys the like? Game, figure... They're probably huh? gonna. We're probably gonna say, "Hey, message us, and we'll just invite you." Yeah. Yeah. Or, I... or I hope ESO does what uh, as a, a props to what Sortor did back before it went live. Remember the guild, uh, the guild formation pages they had. Hopefully, they do something like that. 
All right, for those who aren't familiar, uh, what, what Star Wars The Republic did before the game went live is that for a couple of months before early release, they allowed guild leaders to actually form and hold the name of the guild on the actual main website and actually have their members register and join that guild right then and there. And then once the game went live, guess what happened? Your guild was created. It was there. And all your members, once they actually created their account and logged into the game, boom. Cool. There you go. Um, this is actually really surprising. And thank you to all those who did join. But we've got 294 members that are Damn. signed up. Yeah, signed up right now. We are on, um, on Tamriel Foundry. We are the number fourth largest guild. Um, trailing by far. I mean, the 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 dagger. Um, there's there's one with 814, 873, 1067. Um, but we are the 1067. Is, is, is that AIE? <laughs> it's That's probably them, isn't it? I think uh, it's called Ebonheart Pact. Yeah, I was gonna say like I bet the top three are the actual factions themselves. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet. Okay. Maybe yeah, maybe that's because it says. Stupid web page. Um, yeah, maybe it is. Hold on, let me let me search this again. Yeah, but two hundred and ninety four members, guys. Jeez. They see us rolling. That's gonna be a lot of writing. <laughs> That's a lot of typing. So there you go. So uh, yeah, let me click on all guilt. So basically what you do is Go to Tamriel Foundry, and on their, their main page, just scroll down to where it says Guilds. And when you click on that, um, there's a search bar that you'll see at the top of that new page that comes up. Write ESOTR, and then you'll find us. Um, yeah, uh, searching and ordering these guilds by most members, it says Ebonheart Pact, Aldmeri Dominion, and Daggerfall Covenant. And then right underneath it says ESOTR. I think we may have the largest guild so far on Tamriel Foundry. Sure sounds like it. It it kind of does. That's humbling. Jeez, thank you so much, guys, for coming out with all your support. <laughs> I can't believe that people won't hear us complain that much. Yeah, really. Yeah, 295 members. Did someone just join the guild? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving along. <laughs> Thank you again, everyone, for all, all of that support. And uh, f fantastic email. Thank you very much, everyone, who, who wrote in this week. Um, in game time, guys. In game time. And here's how we're going to handle this. I'm going to break a Q pool stick over my hand uh, and then throw it down the floor, and whoever f uh, wins the fight to the death, they get to talk about their in-game first. And tryouts, yeah, we're holding tryouts. So I want to. <laughs> so Lou, Lou automatically wins because <laughs> I rolled my d twenty and uh, he shanked me in the face. Oh, natural twenty! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I just pictured like a like a like a Captain Kirk Spock, you know, sparring scene on Star Trek right there. You know, with uh, Lou and I going at it. Dum 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 What? Alright, so Lou, go ahead. <laughs> uh well, I will say I done darn killed a lot of stuff this past week. Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah, I, I went on a rampage. Well, I wouldn't say a rampage, but uh, thanks to Shank and my walking everywhere now, where it takes an hour to just turn to one <laughs> damn quest. <laughs> well, before I could do three or four in one shot. Um, so it would, been, it would have been shorter had you <laughs> had you just fast traveled. Yeah, yeah. My question would be a lot cleaner if I could just fast travel. If you fast travel, you automatically lose 30 Facebook friends. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. That many? Damn. <laughs> but, but I will say this, though. I had to go back. Uh, past few days, I had to go back to an old save file before I actually started Dawn Guard because, you know, not even a day and a half where Serana just pissed me off. Dude, didn't I? <laughs> oh I feel God. like a couple shows ago when you started, I think I asked you, like, dude, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> So I actually went back and dropped down a level. I'm like, ooh, you know what? Yes. Yeah, I'll go back to that safe file. <laughs> so now I'm back adventuring with Lydia for a bit while I uh, clean up my, my quest journal because it became a mess again because I started picking up stuff left and right all over again. Mm. And uh, so I want to get that cleaned up because I have quest journal OCD. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize that, you know, as I'm traveling through all these different parts – of the map and looking at my two other characters that I've had over the past year and realizing I'm a highest level character uh, on, on Mir, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, who I played the longest. And I realized, how in the hell did I miss all this stuff originally the first time? Oh, you found a whole bunch of stuff, huh? There are places on my Battle Mage's map that I've been constantly like, I'll stop, I'll save the game, I'll hop back onto my Assassin and realize... How the hell did I miss that? I mean, that's you know some of these markers are right on top of you. Like, are you kidding me? Wow! So, I, so big big thanks to Shank for for telling you to do the uh, to go walking around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that is a, a great indirect result. What's happening is the fact that you know my main character I, I played the longest, and I realized just how much content I've missed just by I would say blitzing, but just. You know, just from scurrying along from one quest area to the next, you know, yeah. following this quest chain here. You don't think there's there's a lot out there by looking at the map, which I think if you want to talk about, you know, weak things in Elder Scrolls games, I think I think the Skyrim map is by far the weakest out of any of them. Right. I mean, yeah, it's obviously. Atrocious. Yeah. It, 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 God, it, it needs work. But in the end, you know, I do have one map mod I use, and that just clears up the clouds. That way you at least see the damn map. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have that one, too. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it annoys me. Like, oh, wow, look, at, I can't see the road. <laughs> but there's there's a ton of stuff out there. It's like, are those clouds? I can't see the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, a lot of stuff out there. And the fact that they crammed or they, they have all that out there. And, you know, if you're not paying attention or if you're just moving quite along, not, not doing a shank and just stopping to smell the roses every now and then. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you know, yeah you, I, I literally realized that there is so much stuff that I should have done, okay, could have done on my other characters that I am now catching up with and actually seeing for the first time in my mage. All right, because you don't realize that, you know, there is a hidden path there or there's that cave you just missed because, you know, they don't make it obvious, all right, because they want, you know, which is props to the Bethesda uh, level design saying, hey, you know what? You want to find an adventure? Go look for it. And okay, Lou, I, I, don't from... mean to, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just curious, how many total hours do you have in Skyrim? Uh, I am now pushing over 600-something hours. 
Right. And you're still finding new stuff. Yep. And <laughs> as I said before a couple of days ago with uh, with uh, with Martin on Twitter, it's like, yeah, you know what? I had yet to quote unquote finish the game for those Skyrim haters saying, you didn't finish the game yet? No, I didn't. Because uh, killing <laughs> Alduin for me doesn't finish the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> That's just one of the storylines. It's the main one, yes, but you know what? If you did that, then you just missed the other 80% that Bethesda put in there for you to enjoy. <laughs> you know? Um, I would have to completely agree. You know, because I, like I said before, I've had friends who blitzed through this game within a month or less. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, Yvonne and I have a friend who he destroyed the game in less than two weeks. Yeah, I've like, heard people say they put six hours into the game and completed it. Who are you talking about, Dave? Yeah. Austin? Yeah, no, that was like, yeah, that was ridiculous. See, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking here. My brain literally can't comprehend that. He, we were, we were just, we just started up Skyrim off the record, and and uh, our friend, our mutual friend in Boston, uh, his name is Dave. He he basically told us like, I don't know how you guys are still playing that game. I I basically cleaned that up in two weeks, and and Lou and I are just like dumbfounded. Like, you know, we were all we were talking about mumble, right? Mm-hmm. You could hear the crickets of astonishment in our. <laughs> In the muteness of that that mumble room, there was no sound, just shock. <laughs> and we didn't have the heart to tell Dave that you didn't know you did, you did the main quest, but you didn't play the game. You know, what I mean, we didn't have the heart to tell him you wasted sixty bucks. <laughs> I didn't tell him. You know, I didn't want to tell him. I'm only level six. And it's only it's almost two weeks. I'm only level six, man. I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow, to do it. I, I'm not kidding. Like I, I, my, I can't comprehend that. I, I literally, like, my brain actually hurts now. What I can't comprehend is the giant killing spree for no reason. That apparently, Lou's been on. Oh yeah, yes. dude. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, during my walk, you know, my walkabouts. Um, again, you know, I'm, I'm finding all these places, and I find these giant camps, and. By the time I realize that someone's at the camp, obviously I see the big mammoth head and um, zip it along, and all of a sudden, oh, oh, I, I piss off the giant. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, come on, man, just, just let's not go there. Let's not go this route. Right. Now, Lou, I have a question for you about the like camp. A threatened Floridian man, he stands his ground. <laughs> you would be amazed. I run very fast. <laughs> Dave pieces in real life. <laughs> So, so your own Skyrim wed- wedding, huh, Lou? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, those who are in the know who have done that, that particularly delicious quest for the Dark Brotherhood mm-hmm. and who are Game of, Game of Thrones fans, you, oh, we all know what we're talking about. For those who, who know that winter is coming. Yes. All right. I'm on that particular quest for the Dark Brotherhood where I am going to enact my own red wedding for someone. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and after getting it this time, I mean, I just picked it up yesterday. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is going to be cool. So what? Uh, what you do? I haven't done it yet. I'm on the way. Actually, I'm on the way there now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I assume you're going to do it the interesting way. Well, you see, I, I spoilers. Who? Well, you know what? 
get spoilers. It's been a year. Yeah, it's right. been out for almost yeah. two years. Come on, let's. let's yeah. <laughs> right. I, I've done it where I'll see you for this quest. <laughs> no, I've done it where I dropped the statue on her. Okay, I've done it on my assassin. I actually did it twice on my assassin just to see it on two different perspectives. I actually killed it with the bow and arrow, long distance sniper shot, which wasn't as exciting as actually sneaking past everybody, getting onto that ledge, and just getting that perfect kill cam of me just stabbing her through the gut. Oh, from the back, right through her gut. I got that kill cam. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Jeez. <laughs> it's a really cool visceral feeling. And then this time, since I'm on my mage, I'm thinking to myself, oh, am I going to go all Palpatine style? I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm going to show her the unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> and now, young bride, you will die. <laughs> Young fool. <laughs> Only now do you comprehend the true power. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> wrong genre. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Giants thing. Yeah, I mean, as, with the walkabouts, I'm finding more of these camps. And you know what? Screw it. Now I can kill them with impunity. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> Leave the mammoths alone. They haven't done anything. But the Giants, yeah, they just need to go. Getting rid of those those giant stinky guys, huh? Yes, this is revenge for planning me to, you know, push me to orbit for no apparent reason when I was a younger level character. Mm. So this is sweet revenge. Lou's not gonna take it. Right. No, oh my no he ain't gonna take it. You people are messed up. Lou's not gonna take it. So Dave, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dave, tell us, tell us about what you did in game this this week. Um, well, see what happened when Joe's not here. This whole thing goes to hell in a handbag. It really does. <laughs> you people are nuts. Who would find a twisted sister on this show? <laughs> <laughs> um, this week was the Soul Cairn week. I could see that. I, awesome. By the way, I really, I really enjoy what you're doing in game right now. I just got out of the Soul Cairn. Just finished it. Uh, there are a few loose ties for me to finish up here, but this week I invaded Sarama's daddy's house. And I held her hand all the way through his house. <laughs> so we finally got up to the Soul Cairn, and we dove in, feet first. So much, so much teenage angst in that statement right there. Well, because I hate her. She's always in the way. She's always nosy. She's like, anytime I'm sneaking around, her first reaction is, hey, I'm going to run in and throw fire at somebody. Right. Why not? Completely kill your sneak. Completely. Yeah, I hate her. I hate her. I for real hate her. Like, if there's anybody in the world... I hate her more than Shank. That's a bold claim. It, it really is. So, I, I've been, uh, I've actually been doing pretty good. We went through, got Arvok, which is the Conjuration Horse, Avrok, Arvok, Arvok. Ardvark? Ardvark. He's Ardvark. a Conjuration Horse, so you can summon a horse anywhere you want to be. Got the Wrath Man, the Mist Man, the Bone Man, a bunch of Conjuration spells, tons of, of gems from this. As I said earlier, I just made my Daedric Bow today. Um, so I went through the entire way, finished the quest, which I had to uh, prove my worth to a undead dragon to allow me to get a second Elder Scroll. Which I will need later on. So that I went into the Soul Cairn, proved my worth, I defeated mm. him, got the, the, the Elder Scroll, 
He come. I walk out. The dragon's alive and waiting for me after I just killed him. He says, hey, thanks for beating me. You gotta do one more thing. Go out into the real world and summon me out there. I'll give you a brand new shout for doing it. So that's what I'm doing right now. I just summoned him my first time. And then you have to wait 300 seconds and you can summon him again and again. And he keeps giving you uh, the words to a shout that lets you attack someone with a shout and if they die they come back as a zombie legit so that's awesome that is awesome i literally ran into soul cairn and just completed that part of the quest and ran right back out dude <laughs> me too i love i wanted quest. to get that piece done as quick as i could i was just like oh I, man i bet y'all didn't here. know there was that much to do in there i had no nope. idea. no idea no idea none it, it is definitely worth the trip to sit down and do the entire thing. In fact, there's still things that I have not done in there that I just won't waste the time on doing. Like collecting every page to this guy's book. All the the crazy little bitty things I'm not going to do. Mm. Did you meet... Uh, wait, are you Imperial or are you Stormcloak for this character? I'm Stormcloak, accidentally. Ah, okay. Then you won't meet... Uh... Ulfric in Soul Cairn. For those who don't know, if you're an Imperial... Yes, if you're an Imperial and you actually take Windhelm and you kill Ulfric, you will meet his his spirit there. That is so cool, dude. Yeah, Lou, didn't you you say on a show a couple of months ago that you met him in Soul Cairn and he basically admitted that he made a mistake by weakening Skyrim? Yes, he did. He actually he will talk about that. I mean, like he made a mistake because now he realizes exactly the Skyrim. Yeah. Yes, the kind of crap position he caused by starting the Civil War at the wrong time. Because now, you know, what's happening? The Thalmor are basically in Skyrim. They're everywhere. Their agents move with impunity. And yet he's going to be a little pissant and you know divide the nation by fighting amongst each other. And now, where's that leave him? Legion's weakened. Skyrim has little to no forces left if the Dominion ever really wants to push the issue. And you know what? They could. <laughs> they wanted to. Yeah. A house divided cannot stand, said Shank, who did not steal that from possibly Lincoln. History Channel comes to ESOTR. <laughs> Which one? History Channel H2? <laughs> HS, Shank Edition. <laughs> um, Alright, Dave, anything else? Um, Right now, I'm just making my way back to Dawnguard Keep to is. Uh, complete this quest. But yeah, I've actually been doing pretty good. I think I've died a total of one time through the entirety of Soul Cairn. Yeah. Which is surprising because usually that's the highlights of my show is uh, exploding in different fun. I got I got to say this again. I I love this. I what do you guys think of the the uh, the stream that we got going on right now in in the chat? Um as a host, I think it's cool, except if Dave weren't streaming, it'd be really cool. Okay. So maybe maybe next week Shank can <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. 
<laughs> Chat room seems to like it. We have someone in there who says, uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I'll go ahead and give that a two and a half stars out of five, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully everyone is, is enjoying themselves. Um, so for me, Oblivion, I I didn't get far at all since since last week. Um, I can't find the the damn key. Where I last left off was I ran into Oblivion. Oh, okay. Kavach. So you're okay. Okay, I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I I ran into Oblivion to mm-hmm. save Kavach. I cleared out that whole tower, which took me, you know, several tries. To, to get to actually do, but I, I ended up clearing out that whole main tower there from all the clan fear and Dramora. And then I went all the way up to the top. There's this dude in a cage. And he says, basically, don't worry about me, you gotta get a key. And I'm looking all around and I, I get when I get really frustrated like this, I just can't get in game and get into it. So you know, I, I played, you know, a couple hours here and there this week, but I was just so frustrated about being unable to find the key to this thing that I really haven't had much game time. So I tried um, like two or three times during the week to see if I can actually find the key for this. I, I can't find it anywhere, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm hoping Shank can help me out here. Yeah, so you found that dude, right, in yeah. the cage? Yeah. Oh, freaking man, what's his name? Something Gonald? I can't remember his name. I don't know. Um, Bald guy in a cage. Yeah, so you you can't rescue him. So you need to – I don't know how much you want me to tell you, but it sounds like you just well, want to get out of here. You know what? It kills me because back in 2008 when I first played Oblivion for the first time, I blasted through this. And yeah. that, that whole thing where you have to save Martin Septim from the chapel, like that hung me up. Mm-hmm. So I've – it's – I'm being stupid. That's what it is. That <laughs> bothers the hell out of me is that – you know, in 2008, when I had no idea about anything regarding Elder Scrolls, I just, you know, zipped right through this like it was nothing. And now, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm Yeah, so you, you can't rescue this dude, right? Right. So you need to, like, basically get out of that room, and you need to go back to the main tower. And if you remember when you first went into that main tower, um, there were a couple of locked doors. After you spoke with this dude, you can actually go into those locked doors now. And you basically want to, oh, God, I think you want to head. You're talking about the, no, the, the main tower with the lock. I've, maybe maybe we're talking about a different tower here. Mm-hmm. Because that same tower, you know, you go into the main tower, then you go all the way up, and you go across the bridge, and he's in that second tower further up. Mm-hmm. So the, the main tower that I went into, I see locked doors, but they aren't unlocked. Oh, that's okay. That might be something weird. You 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 basically want to go. Okay, so the the name of the the place is called the Corridors of Dark Salvation. Mm-hmm. That's where you kind of want to get to. Okay. So it might have glitched, and you might be kind of SOL. So you might have to like load a previous one. But you you want to talk to the guy, then go into the Corridors of Dark Salvation. And then once you go there, it, it becomes another one of those you need to keep climbing up, all the way up, all the way up, until you get to what's called the Blood Feast. And then that's basically like the balcony. And there's kind of like a teleporting thing that takes you to the to the very, very top. So if you see like a teleporting portal thing, mm-hmm. you take that, get all the way to the top, you get into this final room. And the final room of all of these towers in, in Oblivion are called the Sigillum Sanguis, I think. Mm-hmm. 
It's and once you're in here, you have to climb to the. It's basically a ramp that'll take you to the top of this uh, sanguis thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a stone there, and once you pull the stone, you close the gate, and you're back in Cyrodiil. So you might need to. You might have glitched out. Um, and if you did, then I would go back and talk to the guy and look for something called the Corridors of Dark Salvation. All right. And if you want, if you're streaming tomorrow or something, I can uh, help you walk through it. Yeah, tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's classic uh, TES night. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay. Uh, who who <laughs> is uh, that's it? That's it for me. That's all I. <laughs> I tried to find a key and I failed utter, utterly and, and miserably. Um, McCarty in the chat room is is, is stressing hard because he because <laughs> of all the spoilers. I'm just dropping like nobody's business right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mac. <laughs> uh, who who did we leave out? Who didn't go? Was that Shank? I believe it's me. Yes. All right, you're rather unimportant. So let's just go. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I I just have one thing that I wrote down this week. I did that for Dave's benefit. Yeah, I know. Peaced. <laughs> and by peaced, I mean um, basically like 14 hours of oblivion. Um. So I, I so made. Okay, so <laughs> shut up, Dave. Um, I actually, you know what? That's for the first time in my Elder Scrolls career in a long time. Uh-huh. That's actually not true. Like I actually did stuff, which is really weird. Like I felt really weird. But I, I'm playing as a, 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 a an alchemist thief. So I'm a Khajiit named Philip G. Mm-hmm. I've got my major skills: uh, alchemy, light armor, sneak. I got uh, that. Well, that, what I'm doing tomorrow is. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Morrowind with uh, Philip G's homie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm making this uh, this Khajiit thief. He's an alchemist thief, and I've never done this combo before. So um, alchemy is a great way in Oblivion if you want to make money. Uh, it's it's you just literally pick up everything and just combine random ingredients and sell them, and you you make a lot of money doing that. So first thing I did was I wanted to get access to the Lustratorium, which is a uh, a school within the Arcane University in uh, the Imperial City. Exactly. And the Lustratorium is used to make potions. And in order to gain access to the Arcane University, of course, you need to get recommendations from all the guild halls. So I did that. I started from uh, Bruma, and then I went uh, clockwise to Chaden Hall, Bravel, Leowin, Skingrad, uh, Anvil, and then Coral. And of course, I walked all this. And I texted my friend this, and I think I told you too, Arwen, mm-hmm. that to just only to get the, the recommendations, okay, just to get the recommendations took me 10 hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. That's a, whole, that's a whole game. Yes, and that's exactly, yeah, my buddy told me, he was like, dude, that's like the length of some games. Yeah. yeah. And what did I do? I did a percent of a guild, which is a percent of the game in and of itself. So I barely did anything and took almost 11 hours. So <laughs> now uh, I, I'm in the, the Arcane University, which is sweet. Um, and what I also did at this point was like, okay, so my character is a decent level now. I think I'm a level 12. I said, okay, well, why not, why not let me start the Thieves Guild? So I did that. I started the Thieves Guild, and I'm up to the quest where I need to steal the the bust of uh, Lathasa, which is in Chaden Hall, the uh, the the chapel there. Mm-hmm. And 
I got okay. So here, here, here's the thing. I have played so much Oblivion, like probably six fifty to seven hundred hours of Oblivion. As I was walking out of the chapel of uh, in in Chadenhaw, I randomly, just totally randomly, I was like, you know what? I haven't really been in this person's house before, so let me just walk in here, just 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 to see if I could. Because you know, some sometimes if you go in a house, it gives you that red marker saying, "Hey, you're trespassing," right? Yeah. And I, I didn't say I was trespassing, so I was like, okay, that, that's cool. And I went to this person's house, and she was sitting there eating, and I talked to her. And she kept complaining about these, this, the, you know, getting fines levied on the townspeople for, like, stupid things like littering and something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, like, hefty fines. And I was like, dude, that sucks. And what ha- it turned out to be this quest. They don't this want to just, litter. Yeah, which is, you know, that's, I, that's stupid. But <laughs> she... <laughs> She was complaining about these fines, and I asked about it, and it turned out to be this quest. And it was this, like, corrupt um, – oh, my god. I forget the name of the quest because I've never had it before. But it, it has to – it's like some corruption or something that's going on in Chadenhall mm-hmm. where the the head of the, the, the guards there is kind of like, you know, taking money and just levying fines just to, like, you know – get get you know give himself more money and gold and stuff to buy so right now i'm trying to like do some investigation and try and figure out if we can like basically make a case against this guy and i i've never done this quest before and it's really cool and it was totally because i re- just randomly went into some person's house i get i i get excited when you when you personally find new things in in skyrim and uh in oblivion <laughs> like I, I i literally get excited for you <laughs> I find it shocking that Shanks actually taking a stand against someone trying to make a profit. Ah, no, because no, but see, this is the thing. I know that usually at the end of these type of quests in Oblivion, there's always going to be some chamber or some room where like there's like a chest, and that chest always has like loot and treasure and a crap load of gold. I just want to get this guy so I can take his gold. Like I don't care. I just want to get this gold. And I, I spoke to this drunk dude in the game and he he like went up and bro- started a fight with this guy and the guard kind of killed him cuz the, all the guy had to defend himself with was a fork. I searched his body, all he had was a fork. Mm. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do that? Did he pull the fork out on you? He he no, not on me, on this guard. He just <laughs> started belligerently yelling at this guard and the guard was like, "Yo, back off." <laughs> And the guy kept instigating him. So the guard pulled out his sword and just like hacked him to death. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. So now I'm doing this quest, which I've never even seen before, which makes me very excited. And then the power went out, but thankfully I saved. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, you put that on Twitter yesterday. You're like, eh, and the power's out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poor Shank. Um. But- yeah, man. So that's all I got. Cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the update next week on on that from you. Yeah, dude. Uh, lore segment. Lore master on ice. Oh yeah. Lore master Oland. Yeah, and Lou. I I I texted Lou this afternoon. I was like, dude, this is gonna be awesome because <laughs> specifically from like what I was doing in the game, like this makes me really excited. Yeah, I like the addendum here that we got. Oh, this is gonna be. <laughs> It's there's not a lot, but it's extremely pur- purposeful. I, I am yeah. Uh, without any further ado, 
good sir, our lore master, let's let's give the uh, the stage, the table, our ears, our attention to Lewis, the lore master, Olan's the Elder Scroll. Thank you very much, kind sir, and today's Elder Scroll. We're going to do some more digging into the Mages Guild, looking further in the world of Magicka. So, by whose authority do the mages exercise their want? Well, today I'm going to describe their charter, the guild charter for the Guild of Mages. And here it is, the Imperial Charter of the Guild of Mages. Rules for membership of the Mages Guild. Purpose. What is their purpose? The Guild of Mages provides benefits to scholars of magic and established laws regarding the proper use of magic. The Guild is dedicated to the collection, preservation, and distribution of magical knowledge with an emphasis on ensuring that all citizens of Tamriel benefit from this knowledge. 2. Authority. Or, as in my head all the time, the authority, Daniel Cartman. The Guild of Mages was established on Somerset Isle in the year 230 of the Second Era by Vanus Galarian and Relis XII. It was later confirmed by the Guild's Act in year 231 of the Second Era of Potentate Versidu Shea. Item 3. Rules and Procedures. Boo. Crimes against fellow members of the Guild are treated with the harshest discipline. Whether a member may regain their status in the Guild is determined by the Archmage. We have an addendum. Effective year 431 of the Third Era. Any guild member committing a crime against the guild is to be suspended immediately. The suspension may be lifted at the discretion of the steward of the Council of Mages. Any guild member receiving multiple suspensions may, at the determination of the Council, be summarily and permanently dismissed from the guild. Item 4. Membership Requirements The Guild of Mages only accepts candidates of keen intelligence and dominant will. Candidates must exhibit mastery in the great schools of magic, destruction, alteration, illusion, and mysticism. Candidates must also display practical knowledge of enchantments, enchantments, and alchemical processes. Item 5. Applications. Applications for membership candidates must present themselves to the steward of the guild hall for examination and approval. And here we have an addendum. Effective, again, year 431, Third Era, as per Archmage Hannibal Travern. That's a cool name, Hannibal Travern. <laughs> all candidates for membership in the Guild of Mages must be approved by all, all presiding Guild Hall stewards. With said approval submitted in writing to the Council of Mages in a timely manner. Yes, run, little puppets, run! And here we have an addendum. As per council mandate, the sale of spells in the Imperial Province is to be redistributed across the guild halls. The following halls are to be responsible for each school of magic. Alteration, which is located in Chaden Hall. Conjuration, in Charl. Destruction, in Skingrad. Illusion, Guildhall of Bravo. Mysticism in Leowin. And Restoration in Anvil. 
And one of the items, the last item, is called Attachment A. And it goes as follows. Mages Guild chapters in Barnfield District, Province of Morrowind chapters are established in guild-owned, freestanding guild halls in the towns of Aldrun, Balmora, and Caldera. The chapter in Santa Mora is established in Wolverine Hall under lease from the Tilvani Council. The chapter in Vivek is established in the foreign quarter under lease from the Tribunal Temple. And that is the Imperial Charter of the Guild of Mages. Now, this is only a small part. Next week, I'm going to continue our investigation into the Mages Guild because there is just so much out there from all the sites. You know, I'm trying to present as you know, much of it as I can in little bits and pieces. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for the information today. Wow. Good job, Lou. <laughs> you, know, you know what I love about all this? It, it needs to the, – the recommendations need to be submitted in writing to the Council of Mages in a timely manner. <laughs> Not 11 hours and probably like two weeks in game time. <laughs> Someone did their research on that. I can't tell you how many procedures I've seen in government work that says, must be submitted in a timely manner. <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Um, I just, I just want to point out, this is episode number 76. We have uh, 75 episodes under our belt, and we are fast approaching on on 100 episodes. Um, I just want to say, you know, Lou, you've done an amazing job just keeping this segment as a major anchor on, on the series. You know, you always do a tremendous amount of research and everything that you come up with is always new, different and interesting. And, um, 76 episodes, you truly are a master of lore. Thank you very much for all of your hard work so far. Thank you for the very kind words, but I also want to say thank you to the team over at Bethesda. You know, and now to Lauren Schick and his group over at Zoss. You know, providing what, ten plus years of backstory, history, etc. That quite honestly makes his job very easy. Um, you know, Kyle and Josh from Shoddy Cats can attest to, there is just so much information out there at our fingertips. All you've got to do is just plug in Elder Scrolls, anything of that like, and you will find pages out there of information, of stuff you never even thought about. <laughs> you know, the amount of details and the minutiae they come up with, yeah. to, you know, breathe life into this series is amazing. You know, it's not to be missed. Um... The other thing I, I want to point out is that uh, we are actually listed as a community site on ElderScrolls.com. Yay! That's uh, that's brand new, brand new for us. We, uh, I guess, I guess uh, Bethesda is sort of, you know, uh, wrapping their arms around us and saying, "You're you're you're in, guys. You're you are wow. a legitimate." fan site for for us so uh elder scrolls off the record uh it takes its place among a prestigious list for elder scrolls community fans such as skyrim wiki elder scrolls nexus planet elder scrolls unofficial elder scrolls pages the imperial library we are uh we're right there too so that's that's very exciting for us i mean for for fans of elder scrolls 
You know, I mean, that's that's great. Awesome. Holy Yeah. We're we're totally, totally excited about being there. Totally. totally heroes. Heroes, man. <laughs> 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 All right, before we close this show out, I just want to let you know there was a developer question of the week, and here it is. Hi, my name's David Zeb Cook, content designer with ZMAX Online Studios, and here's your question of the week. The Elder Scrolls universe is full of strange events and unexplained mysteries, like the disappearance of the Dweamer and who the heck is that Mike guy? What secret would you like to unravel in Elder Scrolls Online? Who the heck is that Mike guy? <laughs> I like that deep, bassy violin. You know, cello going in the back like, dun, dun, dun. I like that, yeah. It was quite sexy. <laughs> Dave, Dave, what uh, what are you looking to unlock? What mysteries will you unravel? Honestly, for him to bring up the Dwemer, I yeah. kind of want to know. Yeah. I, you and like... Everyone yeah, that's like the big question for Skyrim fan for Elder Scrolls fans. What the hell happened to the Dwemer? What about you, Lou? Man, that's up there. That that's obviously one of the the great great mysteries in Elder Scrolls lore. That you know, obviously has to come up. But yeah, that's up there. Um, I also, gosh, um. Mystery. You know what? One of the side mysteries in doing the lore topics all all these months. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these uh, uh, two, I guess, ways of interpreting who actually taught mortals the Thum. Okay, one variant you have, you know, Kenneth uh, Skipping A and so forth. But you know what? I, 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 no, I wouldn't say mystery. Hang on, let me, let me backtrack. I actually would like to see, <laughs> you know, the actual war itself. All those great uh, myths and stuff, you know, like the the. Uh, gosh, I guess like, I guess the arrival of Akaviri, mm. like how you know since Akaviri you know isn't part of Tamriel, if you notice that, okay? Yeah. What like what are the, what are the provinces? You know, Akaviri isn't one of them yet. We hear about them all the time in all these games. You know what? That's what mystery like to see. Like, what the hell exactly? What's Akavir like? Yeah. Dude, that is that was mine. <laughs> oh, you know, man. Wow, I just stole Shanks. Thunder! <laughs> um. <laughs> well, to, to give to give Shanks some time to think here, I'll say that one of the mysteries that, that I'm... I don't think they'll they'll answer this in, in Elder Scrolls Online, or maybe i got to do some research and maybe it was answered, but um, I would like to know if... Um, Oh man, I completely forgot the dude's name. Ah, uh, it's horrible. Sheograth. No, no, the one of the first. Uh, Did you just say no Sheograth? Talos. I wanted to know if Talos is actually a a, a Dovahkiin himself. I sort of got the hint that maybe he was. 
during one of the quest lines in Skyrim. Anyway, uh, Shank, <laughs> what about you? Well, my my main one was the the Akavir because like they're the only history that Tamriel has with Akavir is war. Like every time you mention Akavir and the Akaviri people, it's 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 around surrounding some sort of conflict. Mm. So, but I also want to know more about Lorcan because there there are theories about how you know he came to existence and the, the, there's there's a famous theory of the lunar Lorcan and you know if you actually look up in the sky you see the two moons the uh, the Master and Secunda. But, and those are called like they're basically like compared to us as flesh, and they're they're like his corpse before you know his one of his divine um, one of the one of his pieces like fell to uh, Nern and be, uh, became like the divine piece of Nern or whatever. But I want to know where he like I want to know his origin story. Like where did he come from? What like what what motivated him to create Nern? Because he is known as like the creator. And also, like, as the missing god. So, like, I want to know more about him because he's kind of, like, the god. He's the dude. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Um, That's it. That's it. We are we are done. That is, that is a Elder Scrolls off-the-record podcast. In the bag. In the bag. In the can, as they say. In the can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to thank everyone in the chat room for coming out tonight and hanging out with us. Dave, I want to thank you for doing an awesome job with the the live stream tonight. This is our first time doing it, and I have to say, this came out great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really, yeah, I really, really like this. The chat room seems to enjoy it, and uh, it's it's just a whole lot of fun. Um, also, I think I, I sort of feel like you know more people came out to uh, to see us tonight as a result of it. Yeah, I saw 66 people. It was a peak. You know what they say? They came for the Elder Scrolls. They stayed for the Dian. Is that what they say? Who says that? Nobody. Everyone. (laughs) Um, And that's that's my final thought for for this week. Uh, Also, Joe, we missed you. Wasn't the same without you. Get back to us next week. Uh, Lou, final thought, please. Final thought. Wow. Uh, I just want to say it's... I can't believe that uh, I can believe that Bethesda is up there in PC Gamers top 100, especially with uh, I guess three of their hallmark games, mm-hmm. with Yellow Scrolls, with Marwyn, Oblivion, and Skyrim. But also, I just want to quickly mention to them too is the fact that Bethesda has quite a few games up there. Yeah, I was. Yeah, man. Like I saw right? Dishonored no. up there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, this Bethesda, is. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is an Elder Scrolls show. We we focus on Elder Scrolls. Um, we we try not to make this a Bethesda podcast, but the fact of the matter is that there was a lot of Bethesda games on there, and uh, yeah, that, that I found that I found that uh, very surprising too, Lou. Yeah, I mean, props to them, and yeah. I just want to say that they have quite a few things there. I personally would have put Marvel and Oblivion in the top fifty, but that's just me, <laughs> along with Skyrim. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. Dave. Hmm? Your final thoughts? <laughs> My final thoughts is I'm fighting spiders and oh, please don't kill me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come back to you. Oh, <laughs> Dave's trying to not get dead. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, 
this is just my opinion. I would have liked to see Oblivion as number one because everybody knows my love affair with that game. But more importantly, I think I, dude, I can't wait to get back into Oblivion and do that quest. I really, I'm really curious to see how it turns out, and I'm genuinely shocked I haven't seen that that quest yet because it's in a town that like I absolutely love. So <laughs> I'm shocked I haven't seen it yet. So, mm. oh yeah, and uh, I would love to help you out with your Oblivion crisis uh, there. Varwin, get you out of a movie. Yeah, um, I definitely am not going to be doing uh, classic tests <laughs> nights by myself, that's for sure. <laughs> whoever, whoever's available, and if Shank, if you're available, you're, you're obviously welcome to join in on, on our call. Totes. And uh, Dave, I know uh, you seem to have survived your harrowing encounter with frost spiders. Oh, yeah, I, I got them now. Now they're on you the did, run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were slaughtered uh, unceremoniously with your your Dova awesomeness. Absolutely. Um, uh, final thoughts, sir. My final thoughts is, man, it has been a full day for me for Skyrim. Mm. Starting this morning, I I had my live stream, then this live streaming and doing the show at the same time. Honestly, I'm I'm in a Skyrim kick, and I'm I'm in. This is going to probably be one of the most exciting things for me every week is to show up, do these live streams, and hop on the show with y'all. Yeah. Good good times all around. Um, speaking of live streams, does anyone have uh, the live stream schedule in front of them? Because we're, we're doing that now. Every single day. Anyone have that? Yeah, let's see if we can get that. So, yeah, someone, yeah, try and see if you can get that up for us. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that as we, as we get into the how to reach us. Um, maybe Lou, do you know how to look that up? I was going to ask you that very same question. All right, I'll tell I'm, you what. I'm actually I'm looking it up. How about Ivar when you vamp for a second? I'm gonna I'm gonna vamp for a second. I don't know how to vamp. I don't know how to do that, but I'll tell you how to reach us. record dot com is our website. If you want to connect with anything regarding this show, go to elderscrollsofftherecord dot com. You will find awesome articles on all the latest news regarding Elder Scrolls Online and the Elder Scrolls series at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. QuestGamingNetwork.com. That is our network's website. Uh, you, can, you can get all of our shows there, but additionally, you can get all of the latest general gaming news and info from QuestGamingNetwork.com as well. We have presence on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR is where you can find us on YouTube. And YouTube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network is where you can find the network on YouTube. And it's the only place that you can find Totally Heroes, Totally Live, on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's QGN's weekly video newscast starring our network news director, Joe Bradford, and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong, Shank the Tank, and the QGN Solid Gold Dancers, which might actually include Liz. Totally. Wow. <laughs> That's totally totally live. <laughs> totally live, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Where to listen to us? iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, and don't forget, if none of those... Tickles your fancy. The RSS feed can be picked up at any of our websites, such as ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com or QuestGamingNetwork.com. Drop that into your favorite podcast reader, and you can listen to our awesome shows. We recommend Podkicker and RSS Demon for you non 
Apple iPod listeners. Okay, if you Google guys, RSS Demon, and the Google Play Store, Podkicker, good stuff. Check it out. We recommend it. Uh, don't forget our other shows, Minecraft Off the Record Live at Sundays at 7 p.m. And our daily streaming, which, Shank, you've got the skinny on that, don't you? Yep, I just put it in the notes. So here we have Sunday, guys. We, we are str- we're put- making a push. We're streaming every day. We're going to put great content out for you guys every day. Um, so Sundays, we've got Aaron, 4 to 6 p.m., who's going to be streaming Anything he fancies. And then, of course, 6.30 to 8.30, we have Minecraft off the record. Yeah. On what? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't, I mean, watch it for, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> Monday, Monday, we have Dan, 8 p.m. to 9.45 p.m., streaming whatever he fancies. Yeah. He- and then, of course, the greatest show in living memory ever in the history of man. 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., we have Totally Heroes, which may or may not star me. And then afterwards, we have Bradford playing some Lotro, in which I keep on annoying him and telling him that they should really write books about the game. Yeah, you guys had me cracking up. This is, this is more than just a news show, guys. As, as you are listening to these wonderful guys, extremely intelligent, unbelievably knowledgeable about the video game industry, talk about what's going on factually and then lend their opinions live by the way you're also watching bradford play lord of the rings online which is just tremendous fun because he's into it and everyone else is like why (laughs) 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 and it makes for like a really awesome dynamic (laughs) i was literally watching this the other day i was off on monday and i i couldn't put it down i wanted to run to like you know the 7-eleven near me I took my phone with the Twitch app on it, and I was I was watching this thing in the car. I was, I was listening to it as I was driving over to, to the convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had me in stitches. It's an awesome freaking show. Well, yeah, we we like the format, the new format that we have, and we think it's. I mean, it's super engaging because we get the chat room in there, and we get a lot of engagement and feedback from yeah. everybody, and it just makes the atmosphere a lot more lively. So it, it's definitely a good time. Yeah, for sure. And then and then on uh, Tuesdays. We've got Dave playing whatever he wants well, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's not really important. And then on Wednesday, <laughs> yes, Dave, is. what are you doing? What are you doing Tuesdays, Dave? What's that all about? Well, right now Tuesdays is Darksiders 2, which is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. So I may only be doing that for like a four-week stint, and then change like it a up series? to a new new game. Yeah, because it's that's... so good. I enjoy it so much that I'm going to keep it all to myself. Eventually. I want to at least share it with, uh, for a few episodes. So, you know, it may be a one of four, one of six, but let's see. I want to see what other people would like to see as well, because, you know, may want to change it up eventually. All right. Cool. Uh, Wednesdays, we've got a Joe Let's Play. Um, right now, I believe he's on a Hitman series, uh, Hitman Absolution. Yeah, he yep. started that up. Yeah, and uh, Joe, if you're listening... Um, Ops. Yeah, uh, Missy Dude, and the game is it's really good, so I, I'm hoping you like it because it's a great, great stealth game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, let's see, oh yeah, he's from 8 p.m. Eastern to 9.30 p.m., and then we have Mr. Brian Armstrong with Open World Wednesdays, which starts at 12 Eastern or 9 Pacific, which is his time zone. And guys, 
if you missed the stream, it's uh, he played some Need for Speed Most Wanted yesterday. I was I caught a little bit of it um, this afternoon uh, up on YouTube. Yeah, that game looks really fun. The cars look awesome. I'm a huge car fan. Cool. Um, so definitely catch that. Thursdays, we have Dave Day, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, this is followed uh, by 6.30 to 9.30. We have this show, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Yeah. And then Friday, we close out the week with Avarwin Classic Elder Scrolls Night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. And that's going to be one that I'm definitely keeping my eyes out for just because I'm a huge I. I I'm a huge Elder Scrolls nerd. Yeah, but, so uh, I'm going to bring in uh, one of the guys from from uh, from the show from ESOTR. Um, one or all of you, whoever wants to hang out with me on Skype, and I'm going to start up a uh, Morrowind character tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. All of this you can find on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And if that's too much to remember. No problem. Head over to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and click on the QGN TV tab, and you will automatically see our stream from Twitch. So it's either ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com and click on the QGN TV tab, or go to Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network, and the chat room's there, the live stream is there, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We are streaming every single day except for Saturdays. Um, and I'm sure we'll fill that spot, too. And multiple times, too, during a lot of these days. So uh, keep an eye out on, on Twitter, and uh, you, will, you will be in the know. Uh, speaking of Twitter, unless uh, is that everything, Shank? Yep, those are all the streams, man. That's cool. the schedule in full. All right, well, speaking of Twitter, you can find the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe, who's not here, uh, he could find him at the widget, W-I-G-I-T, I am a Varwin. You can follow me at a Varwin. E-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. Dave is at D-Enforce. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank is at Shank Tank. That's S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. Leave off that E for savings on pumice stones. And I, I also hear Shank is opening up the, the to, to more cosmetics now, not just pumice stones savings. Or- I, I'm in talks with Janine. She's she's a very uh, hard negotiator, but uh, we're we're thinking about um, expanding to other exfoliation lines, such as uh, skin skin creams and other stuff. <laughs> Maybe even cucumbers. Yeah, you know, you know. Oh, cucumbers. Oh, that's always nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow the network at Quest Gaming, and that's where you're going to get all of these uh, all of these these notifications that we are that we are streaming. So if you forget. Our long and lofty schedule. That's okay. I forget it too. Just follow at Quest Gaming. That is our network. You will find out when we're streaming. Just click on the link and have fun. We'd love to see you in our chat room. It really Gentlemen, does. it really does make our chats a lot more fun when we have the chat room with us. Of course. It's a great time. Am I leaving anything out, guys? Okay. Thank you very much for joining us, chat room. It was wonderful. Those of you out there listening, thank you so much for downloading. Hope to see you in-game. Hope to see you in the chat room. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Take care, everyone. Thank you all for being here. See you all again next week. Who's sort of y'all? We'll see you next time.
Till next week or some other time, dudes, shadow hide you. Take care, everyone. Be safe and may the foosh be with you. Um, Liz is saying the youngins won't eat until Uncle Avarwin tells them to eat. Hmm. Will that cause Liz problems if they don't? Well, they're starving tonight. <laughs> yeah. What I can do is I can get Gollum over here Gollum. To, to have them to have them eat. Hold on, hold on a second here, Gollum. What? What? Hold on. I need you to tell these kids to to eat their dinner. They have to eat their dinner. Eat your dinner, precious. Otherwise, you'll have throat cancer like me. <laughs> No, I don't want to. And I Weezy? Have to a... What is she from the Jeffersons? What? Oh, God. Fusel down!